Welcome to Mamosas. Hope you have your friends and your drinks nearby. You're here with Kristen and Talia. And we're here to talk about all things mom. Before we get started, we want to remind you about our sponsor, GreatKidSnacks.com. They're an awesome program that will send you snack boxes for your kids with all kinds of healthy and yummy treats. Kristen's family has had this for the last couple of weeks, and it's been a lifesaver because with the new baby, ain't nobody got time to be going to the grocery store. Yeah, we've had two boxes so far. They are delicious. Her kids require snacks all the time, and uh, Kristen loves to have something that has nutritional value to it. This is great. It has protein bars, yummy fruit snacks, sweeter things like cookies and sort of like a Reese's peanut butter thing, nuts, all kinds of great things that will fill up her kids, keep them energized throughout the day. So go ahead to their website, greatkidsnacks.com. That's G-R-E-A-T-K-I-D-S-S-N-A-C-K-S. Dot com and use the code MOMPOD25 for 25% off your first box. That's M-O-M-P-O-D-2-5. And remember, when you use that code, that directly supports our podcast. So we really appreciate everyone who has used that code. And also, just a quick reminder, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. That helps other people find us. And we really appreciate you guys helping other people find us. Okay, so this week we wanted to talk about travel. We thought we would try to give you some of the travel hacks that have worked for us. My family has traveled by car and by airplane, frankly, too much. But also, (laughs) Talia's family travels by car a lot because they have about a three-hour round trip that they have to do at minimum once a month and sometimes more often than that. Correct. So uh, we have very different approaches to the way we handle car trips. I was actually thinking about this today. Sorry. Yes. I think it's hilarious that we actually have a different approach to almost everything. Like I was thinking about how I was like, yeah, we have a really different approach to travel. And I was like, most of the episodes that we start talking, we're like, well, we have a really different approach to this. But here we are still best mom friends. With our different approaches. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I think everybody does what they need to to get by. I was thinking about this as I was thinking about our travel and how we started traveling with Sky as a baby. And I think a lot of kids get very antsy in the car. You know, a lot of kids don't really enjoy being in the car, uh, especially when they get older and they are starting to crawl or walk. They need lots of breaks. You get out of the car quite frequently, you know, even just for a couple of minutes, let the kids stretch their legs, run around. Right. I would assume that's probably true for your kids. Sure. We're not great about letting them do that, but they do get very antsy. And to me, it's age appropriate. Like it seems to your point, like once they're mobile, of course, they're like, why am I sitting in this garbage car seat? I want to get out. Right. And so I think one thing that's interesting about Skye is she because she walked so late and because she was so sick for the first significant chunk of her life, she was never really a kid that needed to get out of the car seat. And when she was in diapers, we would drive for literally six hours, like pretty much nonstop. And because she's tube fed, we also don't have to stop to feed her. You know, a lot of people, you know, you'll give your kid like snacks in the car seat. But like, if you're going to have a meal, you're probably getting out of the car. Right. Because we also have to eat. Right. And like Todd and I, 
Todd and I are like, okay, we'll just like eat something in the car while we're driving. And one of us is usually in the back seat with her. So we can just hook up her tube feed and just do it and go. Yeah. Okay. So after thinking about that, the amount of time that we were able to be in the car without breaks kind of made me think about that had an impact on how we traveled. She slept for most of the car rides for the first, you know, year and a half of her life. Yeah. You know, we'd put her in the car, she'd fall asleep. And that was, you know, sometimes a lot of kids will fall asleep in the car because that's just, you know, something that happens. I remember my mom telling me that when she couldn't get me to go to sleep, she'd put me in the car, drive around the block. I know people who do that still with their kids now. You know, the kid's not sleeping, throw them in the car. We used to do that with Sky. I personally kind of got over it. I didn't love it. I have a really hard time transferring her. So that really didn't work for me. But going back to the travel mentality of it, she slept a lot in the car. Right. Uh, when she got older, she she didn't have great hand strength. She wasn't able to do a lot with her hands. She wasn't really able to hold on to things in the car seat and would often drop them or lose interest. And so we needed something to kind of hold her interest in order to have her kind of be calm in the car. And at that point, we had already been in the hospital for 10 months of her life. She'd gotten very accustomed to the iPad and, you know, playing with the iPad, watching movies on the iPad. And so that's kind of become her norm for a long car trip. You know, we'll put a movie on for her and that, you know, satisfies her and she'll still converse with us or, you know, whatever. Oftentimes she falls asleep during it. You know, we drive down to UCLA, like Kristen said, once a month, if not more. She usually falls asleep during the car ride there and falls asleep during a movie. That's kind of how we travel with her. I don't love throwing her in front of an iPad. It's not my favorite thing. It is, however, something that works for us. Yeah, and it works for, you know, the situation that you're in. Yeah, I mean, I've tried before, like, we'll bring toys with us. And sometimes I can push off, okay, like, let's not play the iPad. Let's, you know, play with some toys. Let's read some book. And like I said, a lot of times things wind up on the floor. And I know you'll talk about that later with your kids and how that works in your car. But for us, it's, you know, it's not that she's like throwing them or dropping them. She she literally doesn't have the hand strength. And right now, especially her hands are just so distorted in like a weird way. She has, we're going to see a hand specialist in a couple of days, but they're really bad right now. And so she doesn't have the ability to hold on to things. So we have a mount on the back of the seat that you can put the iPad in so she doesn't have to hold it. Yeah. And for me, I feel like right now, if that makes her happy and it makes our car ride peaceful, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that totally makes sense. That's that's how we how we car it up. I will say, though, we do not do iPad for around town. I mean, I see people and obviously I don't know your life. I don't know where you're going, but I see the cars that have like the TV screens like in them. Oh, yeah. They're on around town. And I mean, I've definitely been behind somebody at a traffic light and just been like, oh, I love this part of the movie and like totally getting like engrossed in whatever they're watching. But we don't put on the iPad for Sky unless we are going somewhere that is a longer distance of like like 30 to 40 minutes. So like around town, we'll listen to music, we'll sing, we'll talk, we'll tell stories, you know, and I think she for a while was trying to like, can we watch the iPad? You know, we're going to the grocery store. Can we bring the iPad? No. Yeah. 
not I'm not down for that. Car long car rides, yes. Which is fine. Like now she knows that boundary. Yeah. Well, when I was growing up, we had one of those conversion vans that had like a VHS in the van. And oh. so we used to I mean, we only watched it going up skiing and stuff because it was like a 4-hour drive to get up there. Mm-hmm. Um but we had one of those. So we have traveled by plane a ton. I mean, Nate's first plane ride was at five months old. And then we've, I mean, he's been on the train. He's, we've taken long car trips. He's definitely traveled the most, but Finley has also traveled a ton as well. So we, in the car, especially we bring, you know, for long trips, we bring books and I make a lot of games for Nate because he's older. He's almost four. So I'll bring like dot stickers that he can like match to colors or I'll make post-its with all of our names and the family on it. And then I'll have a piece of paper with everyone's name multiple times and he'll kind of like match the name. And then when we travel on the plane, I mean, we do this in the car too, but especially on the plane, we bring all of the snacks because the worst thing for me is traveling with a hungry, bored toddler. I'm okay with my kids being bored. And I honestly like when they're, you know, kind of like the age Finley's at right now, he's about 20 months. You know, if we went on a long car trip right now, he'd probably scream most of the way. But I'm okay with that because it would happen once or twice. And then he would realize like, okay, this is just what we do when we travel. So I'm just going to read some books and play with some toys and like be over it. Mm -hmm. And we also in the car, sometimes I might pick your toy up once if you throw it, but then that's it. Like I'm over it. And I just say, oh, your, your toy is all gone. We'll get that, you know, when we get to our destination. But the other thing we do for travel is we really try to plan it around times when they're maybe going to sleep. I mean, on a plane, I don't. And I also just expect it to be anarchy. Like, I think part of it is just managing your expectations. I don't expect that they're going to sleep. I expect that they're going to want to get up and move around a ton. So I really just don't put much effort into getting them to sleep. Yeah. But if we are traveling at a time where they normally would sleep, like if we take a later flight or something, I will change their diaper and put them in pajamas like right before we get on the plane. That way they're at least comfortable. And I always make sure they're in sweatpants, like in really comfortable clothes when we travel. On the airplane, it's been a long time since we've been on the airplane. We'll let Nate watch TV and stuff on the airplane and it will just kind of like he'll zone out the whole time. But I don't think if we went on an airplane right now, I don't think Finley would would be entertained by the TV the whole time. Well, and that's probably just he's not used to it. That's not his norm. Yeah. Like even still, like when I when we were at your house and Nate wanted to watch this one movie, Finley was like in and out. Yeah. You know, he was into it for maybe like five minutes and then he was on to go do something else. But, you know, I think that's something that he really that's something that's kind of been instilled in him. It's like, you know, just being active, doing things, not just sitting down and like zoning out. I think also, you know, because Sky and Nate are older, they can kind of comprehend it more. Yeah. They can follow a storyline. Yeah. I mean, and it's funny because I remember at this age, Nate would watch Thomas and he would like watch it. Like he was into it. And Finley's like, he likes it and he'll kind of ask for shows, but he definitely has about a 15 minute, he has about a 15 minute attention span for shows or movies. And then he's over it. Whereas like at this age, Nate, I mean, Nate would sit down and watch a movie or a show and he would watch the whole thing if it was a show or movie that he liked. Well, that's like Sky at that age. She was watching full blown like movies, you know, back to back Frozen, Moana, Trolls, and then like on repeat. But she 
couldn't go anywhere or do anything. Yeah. So that kind of was her, you know, her thing. And Nate's longest show was Thomas, which is like just under an hour usually. But that was also like I was pregnant with Finley. So I was like, I just need to sit down and like you can watch a movie for a little bit. (laughs) Please stop being so energized. But then the other thing that we always do is when we travel in the car and on the plane, and this probably feels really obvious, but like we just always make sure that there's an extra pair of clothes for everyone for when everyone has a blowout or throws up or does whatever. And the other thing, so I know a lot of friends who take airplanes a lot or travel and they they always kind of feel to me like really panicked about it. And I remember like I had this one friend who was talking about, you know, going on an airplane and she's like, what if they have a blowout? And I was like, then you clean it. Like, I just expect that that's going to happen. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just because of the kids I have. But like, I just expect if I'm going to travel, you're going to have a blowout on the airplane or you're yeah. going to throw up. Like, I just anticipate that happening. So like a day that it doesn't happen, I'm like, well, that was super easy. Yeah, I remember we took one plane ride. Sky was a flower girl in a wedding in Alabama last summer. And, you know, she was still very immune compromised. And that was something that was very concerning to us. And the thing that I was most concerned about, my ears are terrible on planes. Like I get full blown, like super stuffy ears, can't hear anything. And I'm like that for months. So I was really concerned that she was going to have that problem. Yeah. And that she was going to be miserable and cry, you know. I mean, I remember being a kid and like holding like styrofoam cups up to my ears and like trying to like equalize and stuff like that. And a nurse told us, oh, if you're concerned about it, just give her some Benadryl and let her sleep. And so, okay, so I gave her we gave her some Benadryl. She slept for the first leg. She woke up on her own and was just like having the time of her life, loving the plane, loving all the turbulence. She watched a movie and she was super super chill like I probably was more on edge than she was you know somebody would cough five rows behind us and it was just like who's coughing what's going on do you have Ebola are you dying Todd get the mask out we need to put the mask on Sky you know so I was much more concerned about that but she's a really good traveler she's an easy traveler I should say and I think that's just because she's not a big complainer in the car yeah, I mean, when she potty trained, we we brought her little potty in the car with us and just had it riding shotgun. And whenever she had to pee, we would just pull over, put her on the potty in the passenger seat. She'd do her thing. We just, you know, chuck it or whatever, or hold on to it, you know, based on whatever it was. Yeah. And then kept going. And then, like I said, with her meals, you know, she's tube fed. So we just, you know, hook her up to that and just we can keep going. And she's just a really easy kid in that sense. Uh, I think I think traveling with her is more complicated in the sense of all the things we have to bring. Right. Like all the medical supplies. Yeah, I mean, traveling with a kid, you already are basically bringing tons of stuff on the off chance, you know, there's, you know, extra clothes for a blowout or, you know, what if it's hot or cold or if it's raining or I mean, I don't know what people do. I know for me, I'm always the person that forgot to bring the umbrella or the warm jacket or I always forget something really stupid. But I've brought like your necklace that you haven't worn in five years on the off chance that you might want it 
on this Thursday. Right. Like Todd is like Todd is my polar opposite of that. He's always he is the epitome of like a boy scout. He's just always prepared for everything. You know, we always travel with Emma's bags and I'm always the one when I'm by myself and like we'll be in a situation and Sky will start throwing up and you know, we were in a Trader Joe's and like I grabbed a vegetable bag and was like, All right, here we go and it's like, Ugh, Todd would have brought this stupid barf bag. But at least you're resourceful <laughs> enough to figure out what to do. Yeah, while well, the lady and the rascal's like just staring at me. <laughs> well, so another thing that we do is, so we don't live near family. So most of our travel ends up being to family. Mm-hmm. So we don't bring many diapers. We always order them and get them shipped to where we're going. So we pretty much just bring enough for our travel to get to where we're going. So we always get the diapers shipped to wherever we're going. And then like this summer, we're going to travel out to the East Coast And we have this okay to wake light that we love. And it has like a sound machine and it tells the kids like when they can get up. We're probably just going to get one of those shipped out to my mom's house. Oh, you won't just take yours with you? Uh, No, because we, we will either bring it back so there's one for Astrid's room when she gets older or we'll leave it there for when we travel out there so we don't have to buy like so we don't have to travel with it every time makes sense and then i haven't done this but i know some people get like car sheet like they will order a car seat to get shipped to like their parents house if they go out and visit once or twice a year because that way they have a car seat and they don't have to travel with one every time traveling with a car seat that was something i can't even imagine having to do and i know we kind of talked about this you and i once upon a time and it's like choose your battles like do you bring the car seats lugging them through the airport on the airplane and then but know that your car seat is safe because it's yours or do you take the risk of renting the car with questionable car seat who knows what it is yeah like you just don't know the history or do you check your car seat so you don't have to lug it through the airport but then it's like the same as renting it right like it, who knows what's happening to it behind the scenes yeah when you traveled with nate and Finley, did you bring their car seats? Yeah, we usually checked them. And I like, it makes me so anxious every time. Yeah. When we were on the plane, we rented a car seat. We just rented a car with a car seat. And I remember being so irritated because we had this huge debacle. We flew into an airport and then we had to take a, a flight to this tiny itty bitty airport. And our connection was maybe like 45 minutes and our luggage didn't come Yeah, with us. And then so I mean, a car seat, had we brought a car seat, we would have wound up renting one anyway, because we didn't get our luggage till the next day. But we had already put in for a car rental and a car seat and i specifically said a toddler car seat and so we get there and they have the car ready for us and they have this infant car seat and i was like no that's not the car seat i requested i requested a toddler car seat and then all they had was a booster seat and i said nope we need a toddler car seat for our three-year-old you know who's very tiny and could have probably fit in the infant car seat but you know, that's not our jam. So they had to like go to like another car rental company. And it was just such a debacle. And then to find out our luggage wasn't coming. And then they literally like the airline handed us this small little like travel kit that has like a a toothbrush, a toothpaste, a brush, a little thing of shampoo and conditioner. And then sorry, hopefully your luggage comes 
to your hotel tomorrow. And it was just, you know, our stuff for the, oh, we actually had, we had carried on our wedding clothes. So that was like the saving grace was okay. Well, if nothing else and all of Sky's medical supplies, which I remember specifically Todd and I having this like huge debate about, should we just pack her formula and her medication and just send it through with our luggage or should we carry it on? And I said, we should carry it on because what if something happens and we don't get our stuff? Yeah. And then we're screwed. Right. Like we literally can't feed our kid. Exactly. It's not like, oh, you know, we had all these great healthy snacks, but they didn't come through and we'll just have to go to the grocery store. It doesn't work like that. So <laughs> thank goodness we listened. That was the one that was the one time where I was the Boy Scout. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought ahead. And the other thing that we've had that's been helpful is because most of our travel is to family, most of our family has gotten some hand-me-down stuff so that we don't have to bring baby stuff. Like my mom got a crib and it's a hand-me-down and she also has a pack and play. So if we go to visit on the East Coast and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go visit my grandparents, like I can just take my mom's pack and play once we get there instead of having to like lug that across the country. That's awesome. But then, like, we don't have to have a crib up at my grandparents' house. Um, and then down, like, at Pat's parents' house, they have, you know, like, a pack-and-play. I think they've got, like, some car seats down there, which I think his sister got the car seats. I mean, when we go down there, we always drive, so we don't need to use those. But my mom has a bunch of... She has, like, a bumbo for my kids to get stuck in. Ugh, love it. She also has, like, a high chair for them to sit in. So it's just nice, at least when we travel to family because they are so way so far away like we don't have to think about any of that stuff like we literally just have to have car seats because we have to rent a car because there's 500 of us so true <laughs> that that is true that is nice that you don't have to think about all those things because they do add up yeah i mean even going away for the weekend like packing for yourself and your kids like i feel like we pack way more for our kids than we do for ourselves like i have been known like i said to bring something so ridiculously non-important for sky and then I forget socks for myself. Right. You know, it's just I, I can think of several occasions where something like that has happened. Yeah, I would say the best hack for us has definitely been the diapers. Getting those sent, like we just get it, we order them on Amazon, send them to wherever we're going. And that way, like we just have to travel with like 10 or 15 diapers. That way we like know we're covered from like when we leave our house through our flight or drive or whatever to wherever we're going and then there's diapers waiting for us there that's so smart because diapers take up so much space right and we always need them so it's not like you know when they're in size one and two i mean you blow through them and then and then they're like they grow out of them fast but once they get to like size four or five i mean we'll leave them sometimes and be like yeah we'll just use these next time we're here we'll be here in two months so we'll just use them then. They'll still be in them. Yeah. We've had situations where we just say, oh, we'll go and buy diapers when we get there. We'll just go to a Target and buy diapers or, you know, who knows. That's usually my MO. But Pat um, orders them and it is much more convenient because it's like one less trip that we have to make once. I mean, out. if you're going to a relative's house, that makes a lot of sense. Or, you know, where you're staying. Like I'm thinking about the one time we went somewhere where it wasn't driving distance and it was at a hotel. And I thought I'm not sending an Amazon pack to a hotel. But that was my favorite thing. So we got there. We have no clothes. We have no diapers, like nothing because we had packed a huge sleeve of diapers diapers in our in our uh suitcase and so we just said to the concierge oh, okay well uh where's your nearest target and they didn't have a target and right. so we had to go to a walmart and it was our first time being in a walmart oh my gosh they had diapers and we bought like 
t-shirts and underwear and bathing suits and uh, stuff like that. I think what kind of life are you leading that that's the first time you've ever been to a Walmart? This weekend was my second time in a Walmart because we were looking for shoes for Sky because Target didn't have any. And Todd was like, let's just go check out the Walmart. It's, we're right here. Okay. They didn't have shoes for her there either. I cannot believe it. I, this is a mind blowing fact for me. I just like when we get to our parenting fails and wins, she'll probably be under a parenting fail for not going to Walmart. I don't know. I just I mean, look, I don't love Walmart. I really don't frequent there. But it's just like I, I just can't believe you've made it this long in your life without going to Walmart. I think it was like a big thing about how they treated their employees for like a long time. And then yeah. I was Oh, I'm not going to support that company. They don't treat their employees well. But I yeah, I mean, it's my own privilege peeking through. <laughs> All right. So to wrap it up, what it, what it, would you say is like kind of your top tip? My top tip <laughs> for us, it's just, you know, that survival mode of whatever works for your kid and makes them happy and not something, I mean, and not driving yourself insane. I would say my biggest win for myself has been the ability to say this is not an ideal situation. This is not what I necessarily would want to see. But this is what we're doing right now. And just making my peace with it and being okay with it and not beating myself up over it. It's like the the iPad thing. Not my favorite way to travel. She probably gets a little bit more screen time than I would like to see her have. But in these situations, that's just what's going to work for us and help us get from point A to point B. Yeah. So yeah, so that's my thing. Don't beat yourself up over it. Do what you need to do. I would say my biggest tip would be manage your expectations. Yeah, that too. Don't expect your kids to sleep perfectly like they sleep for you. You know, obviously keep them in a routine if you can, but don't like make yourself and everyone around you crazy about it. You know, if they're not going to sleep, they're not going to sleep and it's fine. They will sleep eventually. Just keep setting the same structure that you normally do and just, you know, be flexible about it. And then the same with kids screaming in the car. I mean, it's, I do find it more stressful in the airplanes. I kind of feel bad for people around me, but then also I really could give a wet fart. I mean, I'm never going to see you again for the rest of my life. It's not like I'm bringing my kid, putting them in your lap and like asking them to scream in your face. So I'm not like, you know, personally attacking you. Oh my God. Those like things that go viral of people passing out little like goodie bags for the passengers that are on planes with their kids, which is with, like great. an apology note. Yeah. Fine. Not my MO at all. No, I mean, I just, I have no apologies for it, but I, I'm fine. Like if that's, if that is what makes you feel less stressed out on an airplane when you have a bunch of kids, do what you got to do to survive. But I just don't, I don't feel that bad. Like I am as stressed out as the person that doesn't have the kids screaming. So I don't have time to worry about about you and your feelings when I'm over here trying to manage my kids and like keep them moderately sane. You know, I mean, I guess it's kind of whatever. No, I always feel that way too. It's like, you know, you look at somebody's kid who's like throwing a fit or whatever and you're like, if that's bothering me, it is 10 times heightened bothering that parent. Yeah, like they're more stressed out than the than the bystander. So if you, the bystander, are really upset, I'm just not super concerned with it. You know, like I'm more concerned with managing my situation. So for me, it's a lot about managing expectations in the cars. I expect my kids to scream a lot. I will try my best to accommodate them, but like they're probably going to scream for a little while. Like Nate doesn't anymore. I mean, he just knows up. We're in the car. I mean, he he will ask a million questions, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't scream. He doesn't say like whatever, like, 
he, he's fine. And, you know, Philly's mm-hmm. at an age where he's verbal, but he's not super verbal. I mean, he's only a year and a half. So, you know, he can ask for things, but he also is just going to, if he says all done and we're not all done, I mean, he's probably just going to start screaming. So that's usually when I just put in headphones if I'm not the one driving or if I am the one driving, I just kind of turn up the music a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just nothing I can do about it to make him happy in that moment. And he's just not always going to be happy. I mean, that's just life. So I'm not going to like pull over and, you know, if he's got a clean diaper and he's fed and whatever, then I'm sorry that you're bored for a little bit, but there's, you're fine. Like you're going to survive this. Yeah. So yeah, my biggest tip would be manage your expectations. I love it. All right. A quick parenting win, parenting fail. Okay. So today I was wearing Astrid and I had just come in from a walk and I had to pee real quick. So I was like, well, I'll leave her on, you know, because mm-hmm. the boys are home and Pat's there and whatever. So I go into the bathroom wearing her. Finley like loses his mind as soon as I start like walking towards the bathroom. So I'm like, come on, it's fine. Just come into the bathroom. So I'm sitting there and peeing. I'm wearing Astrid. Finley is like crawling on me, essentially, like trying to give her a kiss. And, and he's like basically <laughs> practically on the toilet. And then Nate like hears all the commotion. So he wants to come in and see what's going on. And I am not a slow peer. Like I'm in and out very fast. I've got all three kids in there, uh, like on me, touching me. And Pat is like running after them, trying to like get them out. He's like, come on, let's give mommy some space. Like, let's give her a little, you know, like, let's give her a little privacy. And then he like rounds the corner and he's like, I got to take a picture of this. This is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's really good. Like at some point, hopefully Kristen will share it with the group. It's hysterical. I'm not sure that everyone wants to see me on the can, but I am surrounded by kids. <laughs> I mean, it's a mom podcast, so I don't think anybody would care. But yeah, I mean, basically just picture somebody sitting on the toilet with all the children on top of them. <laughs> if you want to see the picture, comment on today's episode on Instagram or Facebook and let us know. If there's enough people who want to see it, then I will post it. Yes. <laughs> parenting win was probably uh, well actually I would say right now so we're we're recording the podcast and Astrid's usually sleep by now and she just didn't want to sleep so I have her on my leg and I'm just like rocking my leg a little and I've got her asleep on me which feels great because like I mean her mo right now is just uh sleep scream 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 eat sleep scream 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 like she doesn't just like really hang out that much she mostly sleeps when the boys are around screams a bunch when they're not she usually has like a maybe 15 minute window where she likes to just like hang out on her little mat nice so yeah i feel pretty good that i've got her to fall asleep funny you should mention about current time because i would say the parenting fail happening right now is uh sky is basically refusing to go to bed and screaming her head off and i know as soon as i get off of this with you i'm gonna walk into basically just a really ticked off husband and a really like sleep crazed toddler who just needs to go to bed and we are recording this on the sunday of daylight savings so it is currently 10 o'clock old time nine o'clock so still really late yeah but she's losing her mind and she did take a nap today so yeah so that's going to be my parenting fail because i can already just you know feel todd's frustration and he's not even in the room with me (laughs) Um, parenting win was definitely, we went to a park today and it's a big, big playground, lots of different activities to do, lots of fun stuff. Sky usually is only interested in the baby swings and maybe the teeter totter, maybe. There's like a giant merry-go-round. There's like a huge mound where you can like slide down, you know, on cardboard. And there's little like things that you can walk on that are like steps, but they're like little mushrooms and they go up to different things. Anyway, today she was like 
all over it. She was wanted to do everything. She wanted to go on the merry-go-round. She wanted to climb up this hill and roll down, which was like, who are you? Right. She was like on this teeter-totter. You know, she kept trying to like push us away and like do things herself, which was super cool. Yeah, Super awesome. unnerving to me. Because sure. I'm like, okay, yeah, you can stand on this. But then, she, you know, her balance is really crappy. So, but yeah, so that was really cool that she was super into wanting to do all of those things. And then just kind of being able to kind of take a step back and go, okay, well, just I'm right here. If you need help, yeah, just let me know. Yeah, that's going to be hard for you guys to, to do that. Like, you probably have to be like very conscious of like, okay. I'm still right here. Totally. Yeah, because it's not like a, a normal situation where you take a step back and they fall and they, you know, obviously scream their heads off and get like up again. Like when she falls, it's it's still a pretty big deal for her. Yeah, I think it's a hard skill for parents who don't have medically compromised kids. So like for the fact that you guys have had to kind of be extra protective of her. It is hard mm-hmm. to be like, oh, you're showing independence, so I want to nurture this, but also I hate it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's just, you know, I want to just keep, like, you know, the ground on the playground is all wood chips, which is an uneven surface. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, you want to walk on your own? Awesome. I'm going to, like, literally walk behind you with my <laughs> hands, like, out, like, ready to catch you if you even basically look like you're gonna wobble yeah well that's exciting good for her yeah so that was really fun and then she took a nice monstrous nap on the way home because she was exhausted awesome which is also an amazing win love it all right well okay so guys comment and let us know number one traveling hacks that you have have you used any of these hacks or do you have any additional really great hacks that you love and also, if you want to see the picture of us. Which which you do. Trust me. You want to see the picture of Kristen on the can with all of her kids. <laughs> Comment that you want that picture. Like us on social media. Oh, yeah. Mamosa's podcast. Instagram, Facebook, or you can email us. Mamosa'spodcast at gmail.com. We'll chat with you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.